Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Joseph, Nate, welcome guys. Um, who, uh, who wants to kick us off? Joseph, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll do it. Right, so, Joseph Jewell, I've been part of recruiting industry since May of 2017, and I've been consistently making waves like in the field since. I uh, started at Apex Systems, broke the company record for the fastest recruiter to 30K in weekly spread, all while kind of working my way up into management and eventually be overseeing five offices of recruiters. And in that role, I made an impact by providing training and mentorship to my team as well. I love that. Last May, joined Vaco and you know currently lead the team of recruiters for Global Solutions, specifically on the tech side. A little bit about me is I'm also like a lifelong learner, and my love for learning has earned me several degrees, including like a bachelor's in IT, an MBA, and a master's in software engineering that I got last uh, May. And then just recently got an AWS Cloud Practitioner certification with Nathan. So we're, Nathan, we're, we're a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell. Um, Nate, what, yeah. tell, tell, tell me about you, big dog. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I wish I would have went first. That's a, that's a follow-up. <laughs> Coach <laughs> uh, has been rehearsing that in the mirror for the last 24 hours. Yeah, I did not rehearse that or uh, rehearse this. Uh, so my name is Nathan Walker. I am with Vaco. I am the Associate Director of Technical, Technical Solutions uh, for Global Solutions. I'm over the sales team. Um, I started out my career at Apex as a technical recruiter. Joseph actually trained me, which was fun. Um, I sat right, right next to him in the pit and he would yell at me because I'm much, much louder than he is. Um, uh, but from there, I moved to New Orleans and uh, started a branch for Apex there on the sales side. I uh, was really successful, got promoted into a managing director, um, had great experience there, learned a lot, enjoyed helping people, decided to make a change, came over to Vaco, decided to help build out this new vision that we have for global solutions. Um, and I'm also a lifelong learner. I'm teaching myself how to code in Python. I just received a Scrum Master certification. I got AWS Practitioner certified. I'm about to start a SAFE certification and stuff like that. I really believe in this industry. The more knowledge you have, the more you can share and the more efficient and effective you're going to be. So I love that. I, I love that. Um, and again, right, I don't, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I doubt you're going to talk to a lot of recruiters um, uh, who, who are out there getting their AWS cert. Right. So again, I mean, I'm very proud of these guys and, 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 and we have a team. I feel like our team in general kind of embodies that constant learning. We're always kind of bouncing ideas off each other, which is what I love. Uh, a few more people tuning in. Chris, Chris, it's great to see you. Reagan. <clears throat> Good morning, Reagan. Our boss is watching, so we really don't need to fuck up now. Uh, John, it's great to see you. Esther, it's great to see you as well. LinkedIn user, it's great to see you. Um, awesome. I, I love Python and Safe. I love it. So, so let's. So, I, I want to get into kind of what gets you guys kind of up in the morning and, and going. Right. I think this industry as a whole can can wear you down. 
Um, I, I think, you know, when we're not selling t-shirts, right. We're, we're working with people, we're working with their livelihoods. And, and, and so I'm curious on kind of what gets y'all out of bed in the morning and, and, and Nate, if you want to, if you want to take that first. Yeah. So I love what you said. This industry is a grind and burnout yeah. is a real thing. So you have to have your why and every why for every person is going to be different. My specific why is like, I just, I love people. Right. I love what I do. I love helping clients. I love helping candidates. Like there's just something like that feels good about helping someone get their next job, you know, from a candidate perspective or from right. a client perspective. They're like, hey, mate, I'm super overwhelmed. I need so much help. I have this project deadline. I'm staying up till 10, 11 midnight. Yeah. Right. Like I can't sleep. The stress. My bosses are yelling at me. So when I'm like, hey, like, look at these people. Here you go. And then I walk right. them through the process. I walk them through everything and it just goes nice right like yeah. they hire the person they're like this person is amazing i help that candidate you know send their kids to school put food on the table all that stuff i help the client the manager director sleeping better they're now getting more time with their kids their family right like it's just for me that is my why that is what i love about this industry i love that and 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 can confirm um i was on a call with nate uh with a with a potential client last week and uh uh nate crushed it can't confirm. So I, I, I want to ask you this, man. I mean, what what do you think separates you um, just in your experiences? What what separates Nate um, as a salesperson and a recruiter? So this is going to be so cliche and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but uh, it's, it's the fact that I actually care. The fact that I right. want to learn so much about what they have going on, like from a lot of salespeople, they just want to do sales. I'm a nerd through and through. I want to learn everything about your, you know, your culture, what you're doing, your tech stack, whatever it is that you have going on. And then the fact that I actually care about them. Like I have some, you know, old clients that I still talk to that wish me happy birthday. I wish them happy birthday, stuff like that. Right. Like you're not just a client. You're not just a face or a way to make money or anything like that to me. For me, you are like essentially a friend. I care about you, your well-being, your fam. Right. You know, like if you're making a Disney trip, I'm be like, man, how's Disney? You know, like show yeah. the pics, let us know. Right. And, yep. and I, I think that's that. what sets me apart is the fact that, you know, I truly care and want to treat, I treat you the way I would want to be treated. Yep. I love that. Joseph, man, what, what, uh, what gets you out of bed aside from your 25 animals and your 16 kids and your arc in your background? Or well, your background. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, it's, it's 20 animals and five kids, but uh, I mean, as a recruiter, like what motivates me is the, the opportunity to make like a real impact. Like Nathan was, was saying in the lives of both the hiring companies and job seekers. And like, I'm like driven by the challenges of understanding like the unique needs that each requirement brings, like every client and every position, just there's something about, it, especially in tech where like, it, it's just, it's a challenge every time. It's always something new. Um, and then I'm just dedicated to supporting and empowering like the others in their professional growth. So my team, people looking for jobs, helping with clients and stuff like that. And my like goal is like to bridge the gap between technical recruiters and technical professionals, because honestly, I've heard too many times like I wish recruiters would have spent, you know, such and such yeah. years in the in the role before recruiting for it, that kind of thing. So just trying to make the, that process smoother and more efficient. I love that. And, and kind of the same question with Nate. What, what, what do you think separates you, Joseph, from, from the industry of, of a plethora of recruiters? 
Yeah, I mean, especially in the in the tech field, like I would say, like having a bachelor's in IT, master's in software engineering, AWS clouds, or like that's going to set me apart in a lot of ways there, just on the technical side and being able right. to actually talk to, you know, candidates and clients about their projects. But it's not just the technical knowledge it's going to give me there because I could have that and then just be bored to death talking to them right but right. it's kind of goes along with what nathan said i genuinely do care and want to learn like i've helped people with their final projects and their masters just talking through it and things like that and uh, i just really care like i have someone that i went to lunch with earlier this week that i placed like three years ago and he's like directly hired for somewhere but i keep those connections up and stuff like that so right and then the bird in the background, if, 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 if it sounds like a zoo, yeah. it's one of Joseph's many animals. I love it. Um, so I want to I want to talk and we got a few more comments coming here. Paul Bishop, Nate's the man. Uh, Ivan, it's good to see you. Um, <clears throat> David, it's good to see you as well. Um, and then Becky, it's wonderful to see you also. Um, so so I want to get into I want to get into to kind of what we believe in and what we want to do with our team. Right. And, and kind of what your vision is a, as a leader. And, um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to work alongside both you boys because um, y'all have an amazing background and also bring a lot of different ideas to the table than myself, which I think is incredibly important diversity of thought, which in my opinion doesn't happen that often in the staffing industry. Um, so Nate, if you want to kick it off, man, like what, what are some principles that you're instilling like with our sales team right now? Yeah, so great question. I think the biggest one is empowerment through knowledge and confidence, right? So the current sales team that we have, I want them to be confident going into any situation to talking with clients. And I want the clients to be confident in them that they can come through for them. And that is done through knowledge and training and knowledge sharing and stuff like that. So that is like my big focus currently is just making sure that they are prepared and can assist with any given situation. They're never caught off guard, which is ultimately going to you know, affect the relationship with the client. If a client comes to us, was like, hey, we need this or we we have this. And one of our people are like, oh, we can do that. And it turns right. out we can't. Right. That it's unfortunate and it hurts our relationship with the said client. So just empowerment through continuous you know, learning and figuring out, you know, their own style. I'm a big believer that there is a thousand different ways to do sales. Right. I've had people who have been like, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And I'm just not a believer of that. I think every person should put their own personal touch on it, their own way. And I think it comes across like that. If you're disingenuous, people are going to know, like there's no doubt about it. So the more genuine you are to yourself, to the client, I think it comes across. And I think for me, those are like the two biggest things of sales, you know, just be yourself, be genuine and just never stop learning learn everything and then i also you know persistence and hard work because i love that uh so jonathan is uh jonathan's a former vp um and he goes i feel an intense desire to catch someone off guard right now i love it um i mean nate I, i'm kind of because i want to dig a little bit more i mean what because 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 i want to show people like listen we're actually training we're doing things we're not just throwing our people out the woods like what what are you what are you doing like with individuals from like a one-on-one or training perspective like how, how are you um, helping these people be helping our sales team be, be more prepared. Yeah. Uh, so with the training to like dig into it, right. There's the sales life cycle, if you will. Right. right. And there it is getting a client through the sales system, right. Whether it be a prospecting outreach and just talking to them the proper way to do that, right. How to add value. You don't want to waste anybody's time. So just talking with them, like what proper outreach looks like, how to get responses, because ultimately that's the hardest thing in our industry, right? Is right. getting responses because all these people are bombarded with messages. How do you stand out? 
So just having them understand the value that they bring personally and the value they can take to the client. And then once the client sees that, our job is much easier at that point because ultimately that's what we're here for. But we're talking about proper prospecting so it's not a waste of time. Or a meeting, how to run a meeting, things you should be trying to get out of the meeting, things you should be. So I'm going to interrupt you here. I think this is huge. You said this, I think, yesterday on one of our calls we had about how to, I think it was our one-on-one yesterday, about how to properly run a meeting. Can you talk about that? Because I was like, shit, like that seems so basic, but it's, but it's really not. Right. So it's all about value, right? Like if I, if I get on a meeting and you took the chance to meet with me for 30 minutes, right? You need value. I need value. We are there for a reason as much as I like you and all that stuff. We're there for a reason, right? Right. So it's about value. So you think about it like a timeline, right? Like you have a timeline coming like this. You come in, it's small talk, whatever it is. Like if I was going to go on a meeting with Joseph, I see his little poppets, I hear his bird, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that. Like, hey, like what kind of farm are you running over there, man? Right. But then ultimately it's about value and it's about finding out about them. And I think that's what a good salesperson does is they're genuinely interested in the person they're talking to. There's not a purpose behind it other than tell me about you. What are your, you know, pain points? What are your struggles? How can I help you? Because if I go in and I'm like, I'm for sure going to tell this person that we can do nearshoring and we also have offshoring and then we have like, oh, that's great. But if they're like, hey, I need a local developer to, you know, Iowa, like me saying, hey, we can nearshore, like that's going to do nothing. So when they're like, hey, I need a local developer in our office in Iowa and we haven't been able to find anyone because it's a town of, you know, 63 people in the northeast side of Iowa. I don't know. I'm like, hey, you know, I get that. Let's talk about it. What are our options? And going through the meeting efficiently, effectively, and making sure it's valuable for everyone. That is how you run a meeting. And then, you know, always set a follow-up because usually in that 30 minutes, you're not going to be able to cover everything. You're not going to be able to go into the depth that you need to. So just setting another meeting, whether it be 10, 15 minutes, that way they might have a question that comes up later that they didn't ask you at that time. And then that second, you know, meeting, they can be like, hey, I thought about this. What about that? I love that. I love that so much. That's so good. Um, Joseph, what about you, man? Talk about kind of what what principles and and that that you're instilling within our recruiting team. Yeah. So, I mean, just like Nathan, like constantly learning, like and evolving, like the with the industry trends, continuously improving, like the recruiting process is is huge. And then just making sure that like every person that we're talking to, connecting to, we're actually making genuine connections. Like, yeah, we may not be able to help everyone, but we can connect with those people, maybe help them down the line, those kinds of things. And just actually make those true connections and build out a community versus like, Hey, I talked to you for five minutes. I'm never going to speak to you again. Like those kinds of things. Right. I love that. Talk about, talk about kind of some, some, some ways you're, you're elevating the recruiting team. Right. Cause I mean, you just did a, not a lunch and learn, but like a breakfast and learn, but like talk, talk, talk about some things you're doing to help educate our recruiting team. Yeah. So, I mean, on our Monday calls, we do have like a tech talk where, you know, I share something from the, you know, tech insights or technical terms, those kinds of things just kind of help improve their technical knowledge. And then we have like a, a tech sync every Thursday where we like talk through like different challenges that we face may not be technical, maybe just kind of candidate uh, conversations. And I actually just brought uh, someone in from the field to speak last Friday. And they literally just took 30 minutes of their time, literally kind of gave us a day in the 
the life of, you know, what they do and the differences of like what they do versus, you know, some recruiters that reach out them to like totally off the wall positions to kind of help set our team up for success and be like, hey, this is what this person does. And this is what you shouldn't reach out to this type of person to do, which is huge when you're getting hundreds of messages and only half of them really hit the mark of what you do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and then, uh, Sal, it's great to see you. I, I love this question from Jonathan. What can I do for you uh, that in six months is going to get you a promotion? I love that. I love that question. Um, oh, I've never uh, heard that's that. A, that's, that's a good one. one. That's all. We're going to write that down. We're going to take notes. <laughs> Jonathan, thanks for that. We're going we're gonna to incorporate that. So, I, so as uh, you know, the last last kind of you know uh, last you know ten fifteen minutes show that we have, I, I want to get into you know, kind of our vision and, and, and things that, that we want to do, you know, for me, you know, my vision for the team is basically for everybody that is in tech across the country to know who we are. Right. And that, that is going to take some time, but, 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 but I'm, but like, I, I'm, I'm interested, like hopes, dreams, like let's, let's, let's kind of brainstorm a little bit and just kind of be open on kind of what our vision is for the team. Uh, us three, actually, to be honest with y'all, I'm just going to be, I was going to slack out this this morning, but I forgot. Um, I want us, us three to have more of one, like together meetings. Um, I actually thought about last night while I was showering, weird, weird time to think about that. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I need more time with Nate and Joseph because the vibe's so good. But uh, I don't know if any of y'all have thoughts on kind of what, what your vision is for, for our group, you know, six months to a year down the road or even five years? Yeah. Uh, so for the salespeople, my biggest vision and what I'm hoping for, what I want from them is confidence, growth. Like, I mean, ultimately, right, I want to train them and I hope they do well enough that they can replace me, but choose not to, right? Like, I, I want them to know that they're cared for and that I have their best interests at hand and I want them to just crush it. Like I hope that they get blown up and job offers from all over the place and they choose to say, because they're that good, they're that, you know, they're just that confident in their job and Vaco right. and what we do for them. That, that is my vision is ultimately one day they won't need me, you know, and one day they're like, we don't need meetings with Nate, but hopefully like they choose to still show up for them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, Joseph, I didn't, I didn't know if you had any more thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, and to echo that just internally at Vaco, just like having like our name and our team known at Vaco, of like what we're going to do. I know you're working huge on the branding side of things, which is yeah. like super important to like, to the growth of everyone on the team for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's so let's talk about some some um, uh, you know maybe misconceptions or just pieces of advice. You know, because again, we're all we're all recruiters and salespeople, and we see the market. Let's let's talk market intel a little bit. What's some advice for job seekers or hiring managers? Nate, I, let's let, let let's start with you first with hiring managers. What's your advice to them right now? What are you seeing in the market? Like, give me some of that Nate wisdom right now. <laughs> So if you're a hiring manager and you're watching, shorten your process. Time kills deals 100 percent of the time. If you have four interviews, five interviews, stuff like that, like for the most part, you know, within the first 10, 15 minutes, like, OK, I like this person. I don't like this person. I think they can do it. I don't think they can do it. After that, spend the next 45 minutes diving into what it's actually going to take to do the job. You don't need four rounds. You don't have to bring in other people Own the process, make the decisions and be happy with it. Right. And if, and if it is a direct hire, I understand you need a few more steps. Right. But if that is slowing it down and you're losing talent because of that, do a contract to hire. You have options to get the help that you need. Just, you got to give it a shot. You got to be open. 
do you find that a lot of companies are surprised that either we can do contract contract to hire or they're even just surprised on that model? Yeah. So I have had to educate a bunch of clients on the pros of contract contract to hire versus a direct hire. So many people have been with the same company for so long and they were direct hired, you know, back in like the 90s and stuff like that. And they've just been there. It's all they know. They don't understand like you have other options because a direct hire can take a month, month and a half. Right. Some places they do it a little faster. You're looking at like three weeks and things of that nature. But ultimately, like it does take longer. So once you educate them on the pros and, you know, there are some cons, I guess, if you like sure. get into the nitty gritty of it. But ultimately, the pros to a contract to hire far outweighs like the direct hire options. It's faster. You get to, you know, work with the person for six months before you are like fully committing. They get to work with you. It's a give and take. Right. So the, to answer your question, yes, a lot of them are surprised that it's an option. They are surprised that we offer it and they're surprised at how well it works. I mean, right. the meeting we were on the other day, he has done it before. He was super open to it. We went into it as a direct hire combo. Right. And then we transitioned and he's like, yeah, that's amazing. We love yeah. that. Let's do yeah. that. You know, it's just there's so much upside to it. And once well, a client hears that, they tend to be open to it. And I, well, and I want to give you props, right? And I think I think recruiters, and we, I'm sp I'm speaking to the recruiting industry a little bit. And, and Joseph and Nate, please chime in. I feel like we need to be more advisors, right? I feel like there is there is this kind of meek mentality of like, I'm just a recruiter. I don't know what I'm talking about. Please just give me job orders. But in reality, it's like no, like we we see the behind the scenes of hundreds and thousands of people and companies. Like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. So I'm a partner, not a vendor, right? Love like that. that is the way Love I position that. myself. I have no, which Taylor, you know this, I have no issues like speaking my thoughts. So like if I, no, think, none, <laughs> none, none. If, I, if I think you're putting yourself in a bad position for like hiring candidates or something like that, I'm going to let you know as nicely yeah. as I can. I'm not going to be like, Hey, look, that's dumb. You know, I'm going to be like, Hey, like that is an option. I think you are going to struggle going down that path. And then I'm going to advise you what could be a better path. And then maybe we meet in the middle. Maybe we take something out of yours. So you're still comfortable. You're still happy. But ultimately, your goal is to find the person, to hire the person, stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. what I want to help you do. I'm going to advise you the best I can. And then it's going to be up to you whether you listen to it or not. What do you think? And, and Joseph, feel free to chime in on this, too, if you want. The whole kickback of, well, you haven't coded. You don't know what we do. Or you haven't, you're not a hiring manager. You don't know what to do. I mean, on the on the second one, <clears throat> we have probably interviewed and hired more people than they will, like in a, in a week or a year in their whole lifetime. So mm -hmm. the the second one's definitely thrown out. And then for the first one with coding, I mean, as long as you can understand like the business case of like what the project needs to do like you don't have to understand the code i mean there's right. there's a uh, black box testing for a reason you don't have to understand the underlying code ooh, to be ooh, able to test techie over here what it is right right i love that i love that uh, nate thoughts on that yeah i think the biggest thing when a manager or somebody does say that and it has happened they will hit you with like what do you know about this right right you just have to tell them like I trust you to tell me what you need. And then you trust me to go find the person that can fill that need. I don't have to know the exact responsibilities. Like if somebody was to look at my Python coding right now, they would laugh <laughs> at me and be like, this guy is an idiot, has no idea what he's doing. Facts. But 
Um, also, like, if a manager comes to me and is like, hey, I need a senior developer that can do these things, like, 100%, I can go and help find that person, right? I've right. done it time and time again. Like, it shows that you don't have to have done it to be able to do it, to find the people, I guess. Well, and I compare it to college football coaches. Um, so a lot of college football coaches out there like have not really played at a high level. Like they may have played in high school and maybe like D2, D3 college, but like they haven't played D1 and they're coaching D1, right? And it's because they've been in the film room. They, they, they study it. They know what to look for. They know the nuances. And I kind of compare it to us, right? Now, y'all, y'all are like, y'all are super nerds. Like y'all are coding, right? Mad respect, right? <clears throat> but as a whole, recruiters, once you've been in it long enough, you know the flow, you know what to look for, you know what to cue off of. Like, and, and, and so that's how I compare it, right? It's kind of like the whole college football coach thing. Yeah, I think it like Spolstra for the Miami Heat. He, he was a film yeah. guy. He was a camera guy. And look at, yeah. the, look at him now, right? What is the saying? Those that can't do and those that can't coach. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, a few more people. Let's see here. Um, Sal, it's great to see you. Um, Jonathan comes in that I've had, I have three separate 30 minute interviews over the next two days. That's fantastic. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, Alex comes in. Uh, I had a company start the interview process the day before the holiday break started. It took almost two weeks for them to figure it out. Yeah. It's just a lot of lost time. A lot of lost time. Um, Brody, it's great to see you. Brody and I play hockey together. It's great to see you, big dog. I'll see you Monday. Um, and then, uh, David comes in. How do you get the foot in the door? When changing professions, so I'm glad this was asked because I'm getting this question a ton right now. Boys, what are your thoughts on this? So I'll, I'll go ahead and start, but one is network, 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 right? And then two is going to be practice interviewing, like answering common interview questions, being prepared to discuss like what you've done to gain the experience needed for that change. Like if you've done certifications, if you've done side projects, be able to showcase and talk through those like in a, in a good manner and then being persistent, like the job search process is long. It's competitive. You have to stay motivated and keep applying to positions that interest you while you're also still building those skills. Cause I mean, the only re reason you're going to be defeated is if you give up, right? Like you're going to eventually find a job if you keep practicing and keep interviewing. I love that. Nate. Yeah. I mean, persistence, right? Like it's not ever easy. And then just being honest about your capabilities, right? What Ooh. I see that that sorry what i see when a lot of people go into an entry-level job or something like that they try to oversell and a lot of times they'll say things that don't make sense and then the manager is kind of put off if you go into a situation and you're like look this is my background i've decided to get into this these are my interests these are the things i've done to prepare myself for this a manager is going to pick up on that so much better than you trying to fluff your way through the interview Right now, look, if you're applying for, say, a scrum master role and you don't have a CSM, you don't know what scrum is, you don't know what a product owner is and things like that. Like you should do some research before you go into it. Right. Don't just throw your hat <clears throat> into a ring and hope for the best. Like just be persistent, be honest. And like Joe said, the only way you're going to get beat is if you give up. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, uh, Fritzen comes in. Um, hey, Joseph, are you itching to look at people's code during work? How do you balance your current role with what you're doing now? Uh, that's so funny. There's been, I mean, I've actually looked at code today, or not today, but 
uh, yesterday for an interview that we're having. So I still get to look at people's code, get to kind of see what it does and stuff like that. And even with candidates that we don't have any play anymore, like sometimes I shoot them in text like, hey, show me some of the stuff you've been working on. And they'll shoot me like their GitHub link or like their portfolio. So, uh, yeah, always itching to look at code. And I, I mean, I actually get to incorporate it into the job. So I don't have and to like... And Nate, I want you to answer this too, because you're busy as well getting starts. I mean, how, how do you balance everything? So like the Scrum Master certification I did, it was over the weekend. Like it was two eight-hour oh, right. courses on a Saturday and Sunday, right? So I just essentially extended my work week, but because I enjoy it, it's what I did. But I mean, it's, it's tough. Like you just, you have to find the balance. And I think time management is key, right? Blocking your schedule, blocking your calendar for whatever reason it is, Right. Like it has been proven that is one of the most efficient things to do is to block your calendar and say, this is what I'm doing for that time. Talk about time blocking. We're going to wrap it up here in a minute or two, but talk about time blocking real quick. So I feel like people throw around the word time blocking, but they don't really like know what it is. So time blocking is where you essentially take a time on your calendar, whether it be 10 to 11, one to two, whatever it is, one to four and say, during this block, I'm doing this because a it shows that you're busy on your calendar. It shows that you're busy on teams or whatever internal thing you're using. Right. But what you're doing is like you're sitting down and you're focused. It gives you a single focus, whether it be prospecting, whether it be research, whether it be doing a cert, whatever it is, it allows you to step away and kind of just be like focused, like fully. That is what time blocking does. And that is why it's so efficient. I love that. Joseph, any more thoughts on time blocking? Uh, I would just say you make time for what you care about, right? So I, mean, I got 20 animals, five pets, married, like got to work. But I mean, we're doing extra curly curlers like karate. I still have time to go to the gym. I find time to code. Like you just make time for what you care about, right? I don't know how you're man. You're amazing. Um, uh, all right. So uh, as we wrap up here, I always ask this question. Um, so this is called Guidance Counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school, high school, and college. But now as adults, we really don't have anybody to turn to um, to just ask for career advice. Um, what would be your biggest piece of career advice for your younger self? Who wants to who wants to take that first? Uh, I can take it. Yeah. Just take the risk earlier, right? Mm. Like, don't be scared. Yeah. Just, just take the leap, man. Like, it, it, there's never a right time. You're always going to find a reason not to do it. Just do it. Like, if you're thinking about changing careers, today's the day. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't wait for a week. Don't wait for the next paycheck or what. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Joseph, you're on mute because your bird's chirping. <laughs> I was going to say, um, just network sooner and make sure to take the internships. Like, mm. I mean, I got out of college and didn't necessarily know like what route I wanted to take, but you can plan that ahead of time. That's what I would say. I love that. I love that. All right, boys. See, that wasn't that bad. You crushed it. That was great. Uh, thanks y'all for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Uh, Wednesday edition of guidance counselor 2.0. Um, uh, I would highly advise for you to go connect with Joseph and Nate, um, on LinkedIn. Um, and again, I'm going to continue to bring people on from my team and just the overall global solutions team. So you can get to know us a little bit more and kind of what we're doing, because we're doing some really, really cool stuff that I would love to have you a part of. We also have a discord for my team as well. I'll drop it in the chat. If you want to be involved, it's just where we post open jobs and you have quicker access to us if you want it. Um, but y'all have a great Wednesday boys. Thank you so much. 
uh, for it. Stay on real quick so I can say bye to you guys. Um, and uh, we'll see y'all on Friday for Guidance Cups 2.0 tomorrow. I'll be live um, with Unicorn Finders, my other podcast, talking about a climate, uh, climate, basically a climate company that's doing a lot for um, global warming. Um, uh, and they're based in Nashville. They're called Vera. So it's going to be a fun conversation. So see y'all tomorrow. Take it easy. Bye. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdeston on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.